Hello and welcome back to Herbs, Acupuncture, and Everything Else. We are back for the year of 2019. Uh, This is herbalist Emma. And Dr. Sandy, the naturopath. And today's episode is on sleep. Okay, so we had a couple requests uh, over the break uh, to talk about something that affects, I would say, almost everybody, everybody, (laughs) which is sleep, right? Um, How would you say, Sandy, how often do you see sleep issues in your practice? Mm, I would say maybe 80% of my patients has some sort of a sleep issue. Yeah, so it's a very prevalent problem for sure. And Mm -hmm. I guess right off the bat, why is sleep important? Well, it's your... It's the time where your body is resting and that's where, you know, things are recovering from the day and it, it's, re, it's uh, recharging you for the next day as well, right? Mm-hmm, for sure, where all of the, like, metabolic processes, like, I guess the background ones are really, like, working, mm-hmm. regenerating, like, skin and collagen and all those things, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would you say are, because um, you said you see sleep issues in about 80% of your patients, mm-hmm. what are some issues that go, like, that you usually see together with sleep problems? Mm, I would I would have to say stress. Yeah. It's usually stress or some sort of pain that's keeping them up or yeah. waking them up in the middle of the night. For sure, yeah. So pain is a big one, definitely. I would say also there's an interesting link between skin health and sleep hmm. um, in that I think people with a lot of inflammation in their skin, if they're not getting adequate sleep, it definitely gets worse. Mm, because interesting. that's that time of repair and that time of yeah, regenerating the collagen and, and really mm-hmm. like working on that regenerative state. It's a very yin state. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have enough of that, uh, yeah, you'll notice your pain is worse or your skin is worse or your stress is worse. Yeah, I think they're all interconnected for sure. They're all interconnected. Yeah, for sure. Um, how many hours would you say we should be getting in there? <laughs> uh, six to eight is usually the six average. Um, I can't say I get that much, but... <laughs> is it wrong that I feel like I, I don't like the six? I feel like when I get six hours, I'm not a good human. Some I'm people, not at my best. Some people have adapted and they can function perfectly with six hours. Some people need more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, six hours would be great for me. <laughs> six hours would be good. So normally you don't get six hours, eh? Uh, usually, it really depends on the day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it can vary from four to eight, depending on what I'm doing. <laughs> for sure. So, for me personally, I usually get between, yeah, six and seven, maybe. I usually don't make it to eight, mm-hmm. um, but I'd like to. But I, I think, I read somewhere interesting, one of my herbal teachers talked a lot about sleep debt. Mm-hmm. being like credit card debt so if you're going on like you've got a really rough week uh, and you've had like five hours of sleep consistently mm-hmm. on the weekend you have sleep debt that you need to make up yeah so that might be sleeping until noon or 11 and that might feel really wrong but mm-hmm. very helpful to get that credit card debt that sleep debt yes. evened out right okay. Okay, so next question. Emma, what can you tell us about the circadian rhythm and the relationship between melatonin and cortisol? Yeah, so I guess the good place to start is what are circadian rhythms. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way I understand it is that's kind of your your biological rhythm that is influenced by your environment. Mm -hmm. And that will dictate which hormones your body releases or produces Mm -hmm. uh, to either initiate sleep or to initiate waking up Mm -hmm. um so the cortisol is highest in the morning when you're Mm -hmm. waking up because that's the thing that's getting you 
out of bed. Some people also say that's the stress hormone. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a stress thing, but it is waking you up from that yin state, giving you that young energy to get up out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and that's triggered by daylight. Mm-hmm. And then nighttime or lack of daylight, you're triggering your melatonin. You're triggering your sleep chemical. Mm-hmm. Some people say that. Um, and that kind of explains why... Um, you know, shift workers or night workers can get really, their their circadian rhythms can get really messed up yeah. uh, because they're sleeping, they're, you know, sleeping during the day and waking up at night, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they're getting adequate sleep, but their rhythm is now disrupted. Right. Um, and it explains why in the summer you feel like you have more energy, you stay up later because the sun is out later, mm-hmm. but in the winter the sun is cueing you to go to bed earlier in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's why, like, people who travel a lot or, like, have jet lag, like, wide melatonin would be useful Mm -hmm. um, to help regulate their circadian rhythm. Yeah. What would you say, do you you know off the top of your head things that, like, impact melatonin production? Mm, Aside from, like, balancing the cortisol level Mm -hmm. at night? Mm -hmm. Right, because if you have a super high cortisol level in the evening, it's going to do what it did in the morning, which is keep you awake, Mm -hmm. which is not what you want. Yeah. So could so that just be from like stress, chronic yep. fatigue, and things like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, other things that would impact melatonin levels. So blue light, which we can talk about later. Oh, yeah. blue light, the worst. Yep, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that goes kind of comes into like the sleep hygiene mm-hmm. situation. Exactly. Okay. Well, maybe then we'll we'll get to like what factors can yeah negatively impact sleep and like your rhythms and your hormones Mm -hmm. so sleep hygiene for sure so one thing um is like using devices right before you go to sleep Mm -hmm. because that emits a lot of blue light Mm -hmm. which then disrupts your melatonin level okay so yeah the blue light coming from the phones all the time really not good messing up your melatonin production Mm -hmm. is there a hack for that or a way to make that better yeah so most phones now have that sleep mode where it'll kind of dim the screen to a more orangey yellow Mm -hmm. lighting Mm -hmm. which will help decrease the blue light there's that um there's also glasses that um well that are made intentionally for blocking the blue light as well so those things you can get like on amazon or with your new prescription glasses you can actually get um lens that have that built in mm-hmm. um yeah and then um i know there's this app that you can download on your computer called f.lux and that will also do what we talked about earlier mm. in terms of changing the screen color nice um and then simply just not using your devices an hour before, before bed, bed. <laughs> which is so hard because like i don't know even me i like to listen to or if i'm if i'm home alone mm-hmm. it'll be like falling asleep to netflix and mm-hmm. that's really not a good practice yeah but it's definitely hard especially in the society that we have to remove ourselves from that mm-hmm. um yeah i mean even going so far as to say like not sleeping with devices in the room is something i've heard that is tough which is so hard because usually you plug your phone in as an alarm clock and it's next to your face mm-hmm. so what are you going to do about that yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that would be something for sure. If you're really noticing you're super sensitive, I even know people that turn off their Wi-Fi mm, at night mm-hmm. because they feel very sensitive to that. So, yeah. I mean, it really, I think, probably depends on your sensitivity, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can negatively impact your sleep? Obviously, stress. Yep. Um, I, I mean, diet definitely could, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, like consumption of sugar and consumption of caffeine. and Oh yeah, those yeah. will keep you up, or even just not eating enough mm. will wake you up with hunger, right? Right, right, right. 
for sure drinking too much water before bed mm-hmm, yeah for sure yep okay cool um and then so i guess conversely what can we do what are factors or things we can do that positively impact sleep um so there's various things you can do so things along the mindfulness route so journaling meditating some yoga um otherwise some people feel really good exercising right before they sleep Mm. um, because then it tires them out and then Mm -hmm. they're ready for bed um otherwise you know just staying uh removing that screen time Mm -hmm. making sure you're going to bed not too hungry as well because that can also wake you up yeah um yeah and just avoiding the stuff we talked about like caffeine before bedtime for sure I feel like too something that I really love to do is have a really hot bath before bed I feel Mm. like the warm water relaxes the muscles and gets you into that parasympathetic state Um, and then if you go from the hot bath directly or hot shower directly to bed I think that can be really helpful and soothing as well Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if you have issues with muscle tightness and that's kind of keeping you and yeah Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I usually shower before bedtime. I can't wake up early and do that. Um, and they say that sleeping in, like, cooler temperature is Mm. better. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been trying to do that as well. Like, open the window or turn down the heat. Yeah, I've I've been lowering the heat quite a bit. Beauty. Beauty. And I guess, um, yeah, so some favorite herbs or supplements that people can consider if they have... Uh, different sleep issues mm-hmm. uh, did you want to go first sure um so number one depending on the patient's case mm-hmm. um melatonin is mm-hmm. usually pretty good and melatonin comes in various doses mm-hmm. um three five ten more yeah um i find with myself i can tolerate five pretty well and i'm out like a log yeah um and then uh there's also magnesium yeah so that's really good for someone who's like really stressed out or has high muscle tension mm-hmm. that will help relax the body um another thing is l-tryptophan which is a precursor to serotonin which is useful for like mood and sleep mm. is uh, that is that tryptophan what's in turkey yes hey there yes. you go what makes you sleepy when you eat turkey same thing <laughs> okay exactly yeah and then herb wise anything that is relaxing so for me I can pass out after a nice cup of, like, lemon balm, chamomile, Mm -hmm. lavender, passion flower. Mm -hmm. Just, like, anything that's really nice and relaxing. Um, I haven't tried valerian yet, but I assume that would knock me out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I guess, too, the magnesium for people that suffer from restless leg syndrome, if that keeps them up, like the muscle twitching uh yeah in that case yeah magnesium would be good i think zinc as well Mm, zinc too cool Mm -hmm. yeah and i think i mean like should we discuss the funny thing that that uh, melatonin can do to you if you take too much of it uh sure yeah i mean it's it's not super funny but i was experimenting with it i wanted to see how much just because i I like to take things if i'm going to recommend them to people i like to know what they do to me uh so i took about you said five milligrams is your limit Mm -hmm. i took i took ten consistently for about a week and I felt like I was so tired when I woke up I felt like I needed like three coffees to get going mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand what was wrong and then I, I thought well it's the it's you're, you're taking too much melatonin mm-hmm. and now your cortisol is kind of messed up in the morning mm-hmm. so I think yeah definitely make sure you start on the low end and work up because mm-hmm. uh, you might really knock yourself out with 10 grams or more of melatonin yeah yeah 
Yeah, you can start with three. And there's there's also um, some supplements where they'll combine it with, like, magnesium and stuff, so mm. you won't need as much as well. You, yeah, you'll just have to kind of experiment with that, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, some other herbs. Um, so I think the one everyone knows the most is valerian, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful plant, uh, lovely kind of white-yellow umbel-looking flowers, uh, really, really special. Uh, and it has the, the active constituent that's making you sleepy, among other things, is the valeric acid, um, which interestingly enough, I learned through having cats, they respond to valeric acid the same way they do to catnip, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because catnip is also really relaxing, especially for cats. So I thought that was kind of an interesting crossover. But uh, valerian is usually what people try. Uh, you can get that over the counter, lots of different teas or pills or tincture. Um, and I think that's really great. Um, I would definitely say you can overdo valerian too. So if you're more sensitive, like Sandy said, start with maybe more of the relaxing nervines and hypnotics, which are your, your lavender, your chamomile, your skull cap. Start there um, and then work your way up to the higher stuff like the valerian. Mm. Yeah, I had a girlfriend that made a bunch of valerian um, while she was studying uh, herbs. She wanted to try it and she called me she was like an hour late to work because she had so much valerian she couldn't wake up in the morning mm-hmm. on time so similar to the melatonin start start low yeah um i like valerian tea a lot some people really don't they think it smells like stinky feet so you can also do the tincture which is a little stronger um yeah like we said chamomile lavender mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lemon balm yeah and there's good studies um showing the um, efficacy of like aromatherapy so even mm-hmm. having like lavender sprays or something yeah, would also be sure. useful yeah little like lavender sachets under your pillow is something you can make at home great for kids too I think when kids are having sleep stuff uh, the lavender for sure the chamomile is super safe chamomile mm-hmm. is like an, a very underrated um, kid friendly herb I think it treats so many different things in children uh, mm-hmm. and it can be really nice to just help them help them sleep with a little honey in it and just that's super nice um, so yeah, I'd say that's your base. You can work up if you have a lot of anxiety around sleep, which some people do, mm-hmm. or they have the busy mind, you can have the skull cap, mm-hmm. uh, in tea or tincture. Um, another one that's really nice is, uh, kava kava. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's a little stronger. Um, it's also helpful if you have any pain because it does help kind of numb out some pain. It's a little bit of a anesthetic herb. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an anti-anxiety herb. It's very calming. Makes a nice, uh, nice tea with coconut milk if you make that like more of a decoction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that can, can you, be good. Can you go over the different dosing of Piper? Because I I read how certain doses can either make you um, either like really tired, or it can be like an alternative mm. or substitute for like coffee. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anybody use it as a coffee substitute. Mm, okay. Um, but I would imagine, so I guess there's something to be said for some people when they take valerian find it works like coffee. Uh, and usually okay. those are people that can't, that coffee makes them sleepy. So there are people that have this oh, that's weird <laughs> reaction. So that might be it. So maybe if you find valerian doesn't make you tired, Piper might also not make you tired. It might speed mm. you up. Okay. Um, but normally I say if you're making a, a like a, a decoction, you're going to drink it before bed. I would say like one to two cups should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. that's infused with like a nice coconut milk. You can put some different, you know, chai, see like chai spices in there. Nice. Um, 
yeah and with the tincture I would just say you know a teaspoon start with a teaspoon before bed um and work up from there mm-hmm. uh yeah I'd like to pair those with pair that one with valerian too is quite nice um and I think the last herbs we were going to chat about too were um passion flower and hops right oh yeah those are good more of the hypnotic category um yeah they can be really lovely too I find hypnotics do a little bit more than the um kind of just the gentle relaxants and gentle nervous system tonics gentle nervines like the chamomile and the lavender um I wouldn't give uh passion flower you do have to be careful if you're on medications um similar with piper just like especially if they're um like antidepressant medications Mm -hmm. just be mindful there yeah yeah so yeah, you'd really have to play around with it, and depending how sensitive you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I can use the very gentle ones. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, that's the thing, right? Um, and I think as a as a base layer, or like a base thing to say, blanket statement, that's what I was getting to, mm-hmm. um, tinctures are stronger than teas. Yep. Uh, so start with tea, and if tea doesn't work, don't get discouraged. You might just need to take uh, tincture or maybe even capsules. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can combine melatonin with, with those herbs, right? Mm-hmm. You, or, um, a tryptophan, a tryptophan, yeah, <laughs> a tryptophan the turkey, the turkey chemical. Um, you can combine those if you're really struggling. Um, here's a question for you. Do you think you could build like a dependency on these herbs? Like, would it be good to use like once in a while daily or mm. what do you suggest? I guess it depends on how severe, cause if you're not mm. sleeping at all, and that's the only thing that works, I would encourage you to continue to, to do it. But yeah. you're right, if you always need valerian to fall asleep, or you always need melatonin to fall asleep, or you always need piper, yeah. there's definitely something deeper going on. Um, you can also wean yourself off of it, too. Mm. Like, as you're looking at the sleep hygiene, the circadian rhythms, um, things like that, and as that improves, maybe even the nighttime routine, having a bath, some mindfulness, some yoga, relaxing music as you fall asleep, right. that kind of thing. If that gets better, then wean yourself off the herbs. Mm-hmm. But that said, chamomile, lavender, those are always good. Yeah. I don't feel like there's too much of a worry about being dependent on those. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, so where does acupuncture and Chinese medicine fit into all this? Um, so from my understanding, when you're having a lot of sleep issues, there's something going on in terms of the heart. Mm. Um, so because you're studying acupuncture right now, what can you tell us about the different heart, um, deficiencies Mm. that can cause like various levels of insomnia? right? Right. Oh boy. I mean, the one that comes to mind that I see the most, I think is people with heart fire, Mm, um, okay. So heat in the heart, uh, like they have a lot of anxiety and worrying during the day and often have a lot of vivid dreams at night. Right. Um, and so dreaming is good. It's good that your subconscious is processing things from your day and working it out. Um, however, too many dreams, as probably all of us know, can impact sleep if you're waking up from intense dreams mm-hmm. um, or you're not entering that deep REM sleep. You're just entering the, you know, the more base layers of dreaming, waking up, dreaming, waking up. Um, so yeah, that, that one for sure. Um, what about like heart, like deficiency? Mm-hmm. So there's heart fire, which mm-hmm. would be more of like an excessive condition, maybe potentially caused by a deficiency. Mm-hmm. Is there like in your experience, like heart, heart yin deficiency or like heart. That or, can cause insomnia? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, from what I remember from class, like, depending on how severe the insomnia is, it'll kind of give you a hint in terms of what deficiency it is. Mm. Um, and more in terms of, like, whether you're having trouble going to sleep, staying mm. asleep, and stuff. So, yeah, it'd be definitely a good idea if you were having these symptoms to just, you know, get a, get a consult, check your tongue and pulse, see what's going on. Um, but for sure the heart is something to really support during this time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think something neat to try at home and to keep in mind even as practitioners is like the traditional chinese medicine organ clock Mm -hmm. um so that is basically it maps out the entire day and each a couple like every two hours belongs to a certain organ Mm -hmm. in chinese medicine Mm -hmm. um and that's the time when that organ is supposed to be most active and processing stuff mm-hmm. um moving chi and it's it's kind of in its you know element at that time of the day mm-hmm. um and so if you find you're waking up at the same time every morning or the same time every night or you're finding yep i always wake up at 3 a.m mm-hmm. and it's if it's not to pee or something like that um then that can be a source of okay maybe we need to look at liver maybe we need to look at lungs um mm-hmm. maybe we need to look at you know different things like that so it can be it can be neat um, I think midnight is the gallbladder. Am I right? Mm. Let me look that up. Um, so it's just it's good to keep an eye on that too if you see the patterns. Um, so midnight is the gallbladder. Yeah, midnight is the gallbladder. Yep, and then uh, yeah. So your triple burner uh, is at uh, 10 p.m. Um, your pericardium, which is the sac that protects the heart, is at 8 p.m. Um, and then uh, liver is kind of 2 till 3, lung is 3 till 5 a.m., and then 5 till 7 is your large intestine, mm-hmm. 7 till 9 is your stomach, uh, and 9 till 11 is your spleen, just depending on how late you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just good to keep in mind, too. Mm-hmm. Favorite acupuncture protocols or points for sleep? Source point. <laughs> source point, yeah. Heart yeah. source point, yep. Okay. Yeah. Shedman, um, the heart point, yeah. as well as on the ear. My favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's also that point behind the ear, onion. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, that one is awesome. Yeah, I have a teacher that uses that a lot for sleep. Um, the heart shoe as well, UB15, mm-hmm. um, is nice. Uh, I wonder if, like, ghost points help at all in like moving things through um you know anxiety wise like processing things mm-hmm. um something to keep in mind I don't know the answer to that um but yeah I also find like cupping can be really nice to help you sleep too like if you find that you've got a, at least after I have a good cupping treatment I'm tired oh yeah <laughs> um because it's very relaxing right? yeah for sure for sure Yeah, and I guess the the other organs to consider for sleep would be the liver. Um, yes, if you have uh, liver chi stagnation, it could cause, um, you know, the, the buildup of stress and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be... So now you would have to look into supporting the spleen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, there's something, it's, uh, you know, the liver and the heart can both cause uh, the, like, spirit to drift during sleep and to disrupt sleep. So that's good to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and kidneys too. I mean, like they're not only physically are they waking you up to pee sometimes, but mm-hmm. they like fear and worry manifest in the kidneys as well. Yep. So it's yep. good to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So along those lines, like 
even using like yin tong would mm-hmm. be really good mm-hmm. for just calming the mind totally yeah acupuncture can be really helpful with insomnia especially over a long period of time if you're going every week mm-hmm. um you'll you'll usually find uh a good good results there mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess that's everything for sleep yeah more or less <laughs> if anyone has any other questions like feel free to give us an email we're at herbs and podcast at gmail.com and uh otherwise uh we'll be back next week um we have an interview with a very cool holistic nutritionist coming up on uh, deep intuitive healing which should be really interesting uh be on the watch for that until then uh i have been herbalist emma and i'm dr sandy the naturopath happy new year and stay happy